0: Welcome to the Mind Money Motion program, where we focus on worrying less about money by keeping our mind and body healthy. I am your host, Marie Burns, a certified financial planner, speaker, author, and founder of the education business called Mind Money Motion. My discussions on this podcast will help you improve your mind by maintaining a positive outlook, an active brain, or your money by learning to use your financial tools wisely or your motion by incorporating healthy diet and exercise habits, all so you can enjoy less worry and more life. Today, I'm super excited to welcome my guest, Toby Benton. She is a wellness entrepreneur, actually nationally board certified health and wellness coach, working primarily with women managing their chronic health conditions. Her private practice is located in the Scottsdale, Arizona area, and now, because of where we are in the world, she's also offering telehealth coaching as well. Her approach is really personalized and holistic, meaning she's working with women on all areas of their life because that all affects our health to help them implement healthy lifestyle behavior changes. So we have lots to talk about, and wellness is truly an all-encompassing topic. I am excited to have you be joining us, Toby. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Marie. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. I have a a little bit of connection with your whole area of wellness personally, just from the standpoint of way back when I was in college, I started out as what they called then a lifestyle assistant. I was in the same town where there was a college of the National Wellness Institute back in Wisconsin. And so I understood at an early age the importance of all of the involvement of all. At that time, there were six dimensions of wellness. We'll see if you tell us if that's <laughs> still the same or not. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But it, it's so all tied together. And so from there, I evolved into being a dietitian. So I was helping folks balance their diet and exercise. And now, 20 years since then, I've helped them balance their finances on the, the money side of life. So I'm, I'm curious what your evolution has been what brought you to recognizing the purpose and passion behind um, the wellness approach that you're involved with today
1: sure marie such a great question and actually i'm so i'm thrilled to meet you because we're like-minded in so many ways Um, so like most health coaches i do have a personal history with some health issues that forced me to really look at um where i was with my health and and that really began um, in my early life. Um, I do currently still work on my health all the time. I do live with chronic um, pain of osteoarthritis, some degenerative dys disease, and a pre-existing condition that's related to heart disease um, that's genetic. So I do know quite a bit about um, health and wellness and what it means to really manage chronic uh, conditions. And so I do have to promote, you know, my own behaviors on a a daily basis to feel good. So that's my personal experience. But most importantly, um, as I moved towards my later 40s, I really got scared about my long-term health uh, due to both my parents dying quite young from disease. Uh, My father was um, struck with a first heart attack at 45 on an airplane. I was 16 at the time. Um, And so for 13 years, we lived with a dad who had heart disease, including multiple hospital stays and surgeries, and eventually he had a heart transplant, um, and he died at the age of 58. Um, My mom was a lifelong smoker, and she died of lung cancer at age 68. So by the time I was 42, both my parents were gone from disease. Um, At the time, I was also a single mom, raising two daughters, a 15 and a a 12-year-old. So you can imagine that was hugely challenging. Um, and there was a ton of pressure on me to juggle work and kids and money and my health was floundering. So um, I really believe genetics, um, you know, had it in for me. But being where I was in life, um, I was really scared and it, and it really triggered my desire to uh, look a little bit deeper into my own personal health. <clears throat> and I hear, I'd heard at a time uh, a doctor who I was following very closely uh, come, it came across this quote, genetics loads the gun, but your lifestyle will pull the trigger. And that was really a big wake-up moment for me because I really didn't understand what lifestyle meant. I knew what living meant, but I know what lifestyle meant. Um, and so it really started my journey down this uh, path of learning about health and wellness. Um, and that was back in, two, in, in the early, I guess, two t- 2012 to 15. Um, at that point, I decided, you know what, I'm going to move, move away from stress on a daily basis and move towards um, working in health and wellness. And, and here I am. Wow, nothing like a little personal
0: experience to force you to walk the talk? Walk the talk, absolutely. (laughs) You know, your whole comment about genetics, I think, will hit home with lots of our listeners. We all have no control over our genetics, right? But it doesn't sound like a doomsday sentence from what you're sharing. And um, the doctor's comment about it, it loads the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. So, you know, I I was on your website, for example, and one of the phrases that really caught my eye, because uh, we all think in sound bites these days, and it's really helpful because yeah. we have so much to keep track of. But the sound bite is health is a vehicle, not a destination. Can you tell us
1: a little bit more about what you mean by that statement? Sure, absolutely. So health is it's just such a general term. I feel. Uh, we fall into the trap of thinking in rigid terms around our health. It's good or bad. Food is good or bad. Um, you know, this conversation I have with my spouse, that was good or bad. Um, we see a lot of judgment around health behaviors, um, a lot of should do's, or I couldn't do, or I will do, but I'm not doing. Um, and what we really need to understand health is we need to look at it from a bigger perspective you mentioned in the intro, holistic, from a holistic view of health we're considering things beyond just what we think about food, nutrition, diet, exercise, stress. We're thinking about well-being. And there's a lot of conversation happening right now uh, around well-being. And well-being is technically defined as an individual who is working towards thriving, not just surviving, moving away from disease, and towards inspirational life that involves many different components of your life. And we've talked, I think you and I have talked about what we call the wellness wheel. You talked about the six dimensions. So the six dimensions was one of the early um, studies about the different areas of life. But today we see lots and lots of different wellness wheels. There's many of them. um, We actually design them for different purposes uh, based on people's needs. And those would include all of the different aspects of your well-being. So your personal growth and learning, your community involvement, your personal health which obviously we thin slice and I do specifically your physical health your food your exercise your sleep your stress your mental health and well-being which overlaps obviously with stress your career your friends romance you know fun and recreation family spirituality your dreams your home all of these things really build what we consider to be well-being and so health health is a vehicle is one of the things that we need to get to our well-being and we can't minimize it because as we all know if you don't have your health you really don't have energy or ability to take care of all those other things in your life um, and as a certified health and wellness coach you know we do look at all aspects of what it means and and we're behavior change specialists so we're trained in this positive psychology we're trained in understanding where people are in all these aspects because there's always a domino effect with health. If you are doing really, really well in one area and other areas are suffering, as you know, um, that this, these things are going to be fluid. They're going to change all the time. So we say vehicle, we say destination, but the reality is the destination is well being. You know, how do you feel? Do you feel good? Are you functioning at a high level? And are you happy in your life? Those, those are the major, major components of destination. So, you know, it's interesting. I think your
0: practice Sounds like it's set up so that when a woman has a diagnosis through a physician, he gives her this, you know, here's what you need to do. But then the assisting in the doing part is see you in six months, right? So that's where the referral comes into you in your practice, your private practice, where you're helping, like you said, your behavior change specialist. I'm curious, in your practice, what are some of the the common things that, that you're seeing are struggles or even diagnosis and surprises that you're finding out about health in this country?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. So as far as um, when somebody comes into my practice, the first thing we're really looking at, because I'm trained in health and wellness, is what is their issue? What is their, why are they coming to me? What is their um, diagnosis and their goal. And the diagnosis can be anything from high blood pressure to a doctor saying you have to lose weight for all the different reasons that are related to chronic disease. And we are seeing inordinate amounts of, you know, obesity, diabetes, pre, uh, pre-hypertension, and blood, high blood pressure, um, all the various diseases that really come from lifestyle, uh, you know, poor lifestyle management. And what really surprises me the most and it shouldn't, but it does, is that in this country, uh, very few people actually exercise. And it's one of the one things that a lot of research has been focusing in on um, in the last specifically five, six, seven years. Lots of evidence-based research that shows even minimal amounts of exercise can help people overcome you know, some of the challenges that they're having, maybe reduce their need to be on medications, and there's such a domino effect with exercise. So, you know, um, on your wheel of life, you know, maybe doing great with your finances, but you're not exercising at all, and that might actually, you know, change so many different things. So we know exercise has a direct relationship to stress. We know that if you start with exercise as your, what I call, a keystone habit, which is the first thing you do is you change um, your exercise, oftentimes it will Trigger you wanting to change in other areas. Um, particularly, there's two co- there's two camps when it comes to food, as you know, as so being a dietitian. If you exercise, there's two types of people. Either I can eat more because I exercised, or I exercise. I'm not going to waste those calories. So I like to include that a little bit here and there with the exercise. The other thing is is that exercise does help you sleep better, which is a huge component to health. So you know, when I when I think about the fact that most of the population do not exercise at all, and I don't mean running. I mean like walking to the mailbox. Mm 10 to 15%, that's basically a statistic of individuals are actually meeting what we call CDC guidelines. So if you look online at cdc.com, which is the Centers for Disease Control, the guidelines for exercise for healthy, regular exercise is 150 minutes of moderate exercise a week. That's only two and a half hours. And that would be walking or gardening, movement of any kind, Mm -hmm. and or 75 minutes of rigorous exercise, which would be like taking a fitness class, or running, or tennis, or pickleball, or doing something that elevates your heart rate, plus 75 minutes of weight-bearing exercises a week, which would be anything of resistance, training of any kind, doesn't have to be in the gym. And for older adults, it's recommended to do some balance exercises as well. Um, and I mean balance exercises could be standing on one foot when you brush your teeth. I mean, we are not talking about having to have equipment. Okay, so and I do that um, and it's actually kind of entertaining. But anyway, um, so this is not happening for most of the population. We are not seeing that and the problem with it is is that it really drives um, a lot of um, I'm gonna say emotional issues around health because there's a huge block with exercise for whatever reason. So we need to make exercise fun and call it movement. Uh, We need to find things that we enjoy doing that doesn't feel like exercise. And uh, that's one thing I really do when I see a new patient come into my practice is we talk about that pretty much first. How are you moving? What are you doing? How are you feeling? Because typically in dealing with chronic pain myself, if I'm not moving, the stiffness, you know, it's it's a vicious cycle. If you're not moving, you get more stiff. If you get more stiff, you don't want to move. Um, so, you know, that's a really big thing. The other things I'm seeing in my practice is emotional blocking with regards to, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. I've never done it before, or I've done it and I've failed, or I've tried this, tried this, tried this, nothing works. I'm a failure. And I feel like that mindset around, um, not knowing if you can go forward and do something is something I work on a lot with, uh, and particularly women, you know, I work with women in midlife is that we can really do anything we put our minds to. I totally believe that. Um, And we do go through exercises that help them see where they have been successful in the past. And we use some of these skills. We look at intrinsic motivation. I don't want to tell you what to do. I want you to develop this yourself because that will be sustainable. So we have all kinds of uh, certified health coaches. We have lots of tools that we use. They come into the practice. We do visualizations. We do goal setting as per the goals they want to change at their rate. Wow! Lot of love and encouragement and em- you know oh, emphasizing okay. empathy emphasizing you know you're not alone emphasizing you know we are the guides on the side and that's a, a unique uh, skill set that we have so you know there's a lot there's a lot that we can learn about what's going on in modern science today um what we're seeing in practice is that most people need to do the minimum the minimum let's drink the water let's move a little bit let's eat healthy can get rid of the junk food if we all did that we would be reducing chronic disease um significantly significantly, yes sure sure so this is
0: there's so many domino effects here right from pick any one of the six or eight I guess there's eight areas on that wheel of life and I knew going into this conversation that we would barely get to touch the tip of the iceberg on maybe one of those (laughs) so just to let our listeners know this is the beginning of discussion that we will continue Uh, diving into more of those areas more deeply but so for today because one of my goals in these podcast conversations is to give listeners three tips that they can walk away with you know you you gave the standing on one foot while you're brushing your teeth that kind of oh well I can start doing that today or tomorrow so it sounds like behavior change is really the crux of whether we're talking about the health or the emotional or you know pick one on the wheel of life so for now are there three tips that you'd really like the listeners to be sure that they hear and could get started today if they're struggling with a health condition and they just want to make some change forward
1: yes oh yeah i've got lots of tips so let's, yeah. Let's narrow it to 3 that's hard <laughs> okay yes it is but we will start with the, the big one which to me is and you hit the nail on the head is behavior um We need to accept the fact that change is difficult, but we have change around us all the time, every day. Everything we do is change oriented. And there's no real reason to be scared of change and to embrace change and to maybe start thinking about what it is that you want to change in your life that you know, will make things better for you. Um, And that's the whole arena of habit and behavior change. There's, um, The concept is start tiny, like really small, one small step every day. So if you want to change, um, you know, your your lack of exercise habit, make a decision to walk to the, to the mailbox or up and down the street, take one small step, um, and then uh, reward yourself for that. And I don't mean go get an ice cream, but like say, okay, I did this. I did it today. I can do it again tomorrow. So I would say, don't be afraid of change. That's number one. Um, and also um, requires, you know, this whole thing with, with change, you need to step back and consider that long time, long-term change is gonna be a mindset shift. And, um, you know, we need, we need to enlist other people to help us, I think, with long-term sustainable change, whether that's a friend, maybe you take a friend with you around the block in the morning. Um, a doctor, if you have a medical condition that needs addressing. And uh, telehealth is amazing right now. I understand that it's not easy just to, you know, I would need to do something I to go to a doctor's office, but telehealth is there for you. Um, for anybody who is um, looking for some mindset shift or change, um, mental health change. There's uh, many, many therapists right now who are working very long hours with telehealth and helping people, which is wonderful. Um, and obviously certified health and wellness coach who has specialty in the area of change that you want to make. So don't be worried about change, number one, and don't be afraid of it and start thinking about what kind of changes do I really want to make? Because that's the beginning. Um, Embracing. Embracing the change and change Mm -hmm. is good. Change Mm -hmm. is about growth. You know, if you think about what does change mean to you as a human being, we're here to grow and to learn. So think about change more as a learning tool, not necessarily something of, oh, I have to do it, but I get to do it. Mm, There we go. Okay. I, know, so
0: that's one tip. I, I was just going to share one thing that um, I heard about uh, pilots when they're training they are off course between one destination and another like 90 to 95% of the time but they are trained to just always look at that's not failure that's just making an adjustment along the course. So that whole mindset, like you said, changes growth. Look at the positives of it. It's not a failure opportunity. It's a it's an opportunity for growth. So sorry, Absolutely. that just came to my mind.
1: And <laughs> I'm so curious um, around that because, uh, and there's a lot of amazing reading material. And, you know, for some people say, I don't like to read. I say, like, go to YouTube, you know, search, search a topic. If you have a topic you're interested in, meditation, go search it. So much free information out there. So don't be afraid of change and be curious. That would be my number one tip. Because without that, I don't think you're, you know, the mindset around change has a lot to do with where you are um, in change in change behavior. And there's a model out there which, you know, we obviously um, work through in, in practice and the therapeutic models called the stages of change. It's not, it's a, called the trans theoretical model of change. It's a big work, basically <laughs> where you are on the stage of change for something you want to change. So, you know, it, we can go into this, um, obviously in more depth and I can teach your, your, your listeners about it, but there's a, there's a point of which you're pre-contemplative. In other words, I don't want to change right now. Um, and then there's a point of action later on down the road, and you go through many different stages of that. As a coach, we take people through those changes and they have a lot of aha moments. But at the beginning, before you're even able to make change, you need to be thinking about it. So mm-hmm. that's tip number one. Think about it. Think about what it is that you want to do. Okay. Um, next tip would be, once you know what you want to be doing, once you think you know what you want to be doing, or you've made a decision or you've been told you should be doing something, find a professional who can help you get there because you need to clarify that vision um, you need to, at that point, have really specific goals, smart goals. Um, and working with somebody professional is going to energize you and keep you um, in the process. It actually speeds up the process. And it doesn't have to be a pre professional. It could be somebody who's done it before you. Um, it could be you know, a relative, a friend of a friend. It could be somebody, a fitness instructor who you've trusted, who you've worked with for years. It doesn't matter who it is, but enlist help because the guidance and the support is what makes people really successful. So, um, you know, always remember that this is um, a process. And so is, it happens, a, is it an
0: accountability partner? It's, it's you don't wanna let them down and you know you're gonna be talking to them and working with them and they're motivating you and vice versa. Is that kind of the, the mindset of the support person?
1: The support person is going to be able to reflect to you the things that basically you wanna articulate, but you know, um, maybe there's some embarrassment around it or shame around it. And a really good support person is going to say, Hey, you know, that's totally part of it. Um, it's time to, to conquer it, conquer your fears and conquer your you know, concerns because there are resources to help you. And, um, and it's very empowering also, by the way, to do it in a group. I mean, depending on what it is that you're trying to do now, this, the big exception here is if you're dealing with chronic disease, clearly, um, I would go with a professional who knows what they're doing with chronic disease. But when you're looking to make some small changes in your life and, you know, you're a relatively heavy, healthy person, but you really want to just make some changes, I say enlist a group, get onto a Facebook page that have, you know, an interest that you're interested in um, and just really don't do it alone because uh, the accountability is a big piece of it, but also the celebration. Um, and you meet like-minded people. When you surround yourself with like-minded people, chances are you're going to be more successful. So mm-hmm. I say find some help. Um, Good advice. And let's see. um, The third piece I'm going to say would be start a daily habit of positive thinking and really be kind to yourself. And um, we often see people feeling like they're broken. You know, I can't do it. I mentioned this earlier, but the reality is um, when you, when you focus more on the effort of getting somewhere with small changes, (laughs) um, thinking about being kind to yourself, you know, so today, maybe not perfect. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to try it again tomorrow really makes a huge difference. So I would say start a, a, daily habit of being kind to yourself. I think I say on my, my Facebook page or somewhere, you know, you're going to talk mostly to, to yourself, most in your head, be kind to yourself. You know, if you're going to hear one voice, it's going to be your own, be kind to yourself. And that really always helps, uh, I think, move forward with, with changes.
0: Well one thing I've learned as I've done these podcasts and talked to different guests is the whole aspect of your mind your mindset literally triggers chemicals flushing through your body. So it's it's basically a choice, right? Do we want to flush negative slowly killing me chemicals like cortisol through my body being stressed or having a positive uh mindset where I can you know have have positive chemicals, healthy helpful chemicals. So to me I was I'm learning uh, how true the whole physiological effect is. It's not just woo-woo, oh, you need to think positive. There's some physiology behind the body's results from that positive thinking.
1: Absolutely. That's a podcast by itself. It's yes, stress. Yes. It's no, we'll stress do management. it. We'll do it. Stress <laughs> management. Um, yeah. And and we can't always be positive all day long, but we have to do remember about, you know, exactly what you were saying, the hormonal effects of negative emotions. Um, and we do we do have, I mean small tools. Let's talk about tips of that. You know, wake up in the morning, stretch, smile, go outside, look at the, you know, look upwards, look at the greatness of uh, you know, of, of what we do have. And I know it is an extremely stressful time right now as we're all dealing with, you know know a very um, challenging um, not only you know world of health but economics and who knows where we're going to be in three or six months from now but I do think that we have the ability regardless of what's going on around us to manage what's going on in our heads to the most most positive that we can and that hopefully will you know engage us in healthier behaviors.
0: Absolutely. Now you did mention your Facebook. I know you've got a gazillion tools in a gazillion places. (laughs) So I want to be sure that we're sharing with your listeners best places to find so many of the resources to get in touch with
1: you, to just glean more about this whole, how do I move forward with wellness? Absolutely. So, I mean, the easiest way to reach me is through my website, which is um, Scottsdale health coaching.com connect with me personally on LinkedIn, um, Toby Benton. So I don't really post much on LinkedIn. I post most of my um, free resources on my Facebook page. Again, it's uh, the Scottsdale Health Coaching Facebook page. There's a lot of free content in there. um, And people can reach out to me and converse with me over there. For visual learners, uh, if you enjoy Pinterest, I have a very large uh, Pinterest (laughs) uh, collection of thousands and thousands of boards. They all come in all different um, categories of health. Some are food, some are mind-body, some are fitness. So you can go take a look at that. And if you're a reader, uh, which I'm an avid reader, Goodreads is a fabulous app that you can download and find me there. There's a list of probably 160 to 180 different books that I recommend across all subjects of health, from stress management to habit change. Um, you know, there's some stuff up there on finance, too, uh, you know. So we do have a lot of different free resources available. And um, I would love to carry on the conversation with you on other topics.
0: Absolutely. This was the tip of the iceberg. Thank you so much. This health is a vehicle, not, is not a destination. I think we've given our listeners lots of food for thought, lots of places to learn more and, and uh, keep moving forward in the, the wellness area until our next conversation. Thank you so much, Toby, for being with me
1: today. My pleasure. Thank you, Marie. Take care and stay well.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Money Motion, where we shared how to worry less about money by taking care of our mind and body. You can find this podcast, past episodes, and related tools and resources at mindmoneymotion.com or find us on Facebook. You can also check out this and other great podcasts at csuitenetwork.com. Please join us next time for Less Worry, More Life. I'm Marie Burns. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.